Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one-hour time limit. Introducing your host from parts unknown. He's the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Welcome one, welcome all. It is Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Yours truly, Rodney Dion here. An absolutely jam-packed show coming your way. Friend of the show, Adam Masters. He has kindly lent us his interviews with former WWE champion Kofi Kingston, the Iconics, and Buddy Murphy. We'll be playing them out a little bit later on in the show. That was all part of the WWE SmackDown tour, which happened last month. But we all know Vince Russo loves a poll, and as do you guys, and that's why you guys voted at Wrestling Source Radio on Facebook. I put the question out there, which Rob Van Dam theme song would you rather hear? The classic ECW theme where he used Pantera's Walk, or his most recent with WWE being from Breaking Point, one of a kind, winning by 57% to 43%. It is Rob Van Dam's one of a kind theme music. Sorry about that, Dimebag Daryl. It's Breaking Point, one of a kind. As voted by you on Wrestling Source Radio's Facebook page. Coming up after this, going to be catching up with Simon Tackler, talking about CM Punk. Will he? Won't he? Is he? Isn't he? It's after this. It's Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. Rodney Dion here, and uh, if you have been living under a rock, probably the biggest uh, news in the way of wrestling to come out this week was CM Punk uh, making his uh, somewhat WWE return on WWE backstage. And three, two, one. No way! Is this a rib? Is this a rib? You guys don't want me to cuss and you do this? Yeah! Come on! Well, it's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. I'll see you here next week. Yeah! And to dissect this uh, very tasty bit of information, it is one half of the Widewater Wrestling podcast and Rocky Like a Hurricanrana podcast. It is Mr. Simon Tackler. Hello and welcome. Hello. It is good to be back. CM Punk, kind of back in WWE, but not because it is actually a Fox One sports show, but about WWE. It's very confusing, isn't it? Okay, you work in media. Do you really believe that it's only a deal with Fox? Like, do you really think that WWE doesn't have some sort of stake in this? I keep hearing that, you know, that's sort of the company line that everyone keeps going and, you know, everyone has to go along with that. I don't believe that at all. Uh, it is it is interesting, isn't it? I mean, uh, I, I guess if you go back to the history with the whole CM Punk WWE parting ways, there was very much mud slinging on both sides, I guess you could say. CM Punk was 
pretty much saying I'm done with wrestling. I'm never, ever coming back. And I think there was like reports or some interview that was leaked out uh, a good few months ago where he said that he was auditioning or yeah, auditioning for uh, this uh, particular uh, WWE backstage role on Fox uh, and was very clear on saying, oh, you know, it's he's getting paid by Fox, not WWE or whatever it may be. It's very wrestling-esque. If this was to happen anywhere else, uh, you wouldn't blink two eyes at it. But because it's wrestling, it's peanut butter and jelly, isn't it? Yeah, and here's my conspiracy theory. If he's only signed with Fox and it's not a WWE deal, how come they shut down his pro wrestling team site? I had no idea about that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. shut it down yesterday. And what's the sign of that happening? Every time it happens, it means someone's going back to the WWE. Yes, um, I have to admit, uh, my research uh, before this very segment was listening to the Sam Roberts podcast, and he <laughs> and he brought up the uh, the notion Ultimate Warrior did a promotion for the game back in WWE, in the Hall of Fame. Same with Sting, same with Goldberg. Uh, I mean, the list goes on with, uh, I guess, the games and just sort of the, the putting the toe in the water and then all of a sudden they're back on WWE TV. Exactly. When those deals started to happen for those legends uh, in the WWE games, the first one that happened, or the first big one, was Brock Lesnar. They filmed an ad and they said, oh, no, this is an ad that Paul Heyman shot with THQ. This means nothing in regards to Brock coming back. And what happened a short time later? Brock came back. <laughs> the next one to happen was Randy Savage. He did a deal with Mattel and THQ. They said, oh, no, it's just the Mattel and THQ deal. Sadly, he did pass away after that. But once those deals were secure, WWE started marketing Randy Savage merch again. They started you know, using his name on TV. The next one was, as you said, Goldberg, Sting. Ultimate Warrior. Those were guys uh, that we were told would never come back, and they were only THQ deals. They all came back. So I'm putting this Fox-only deal in the same category as a THQ slash 2K-only deal and saying that it's bullshit. And obviously, yeah, this means that CM Punk in some way is back. It doesn't mean he's going to wrestle, but it means you're going to see a re-release of all his shirts on WWE shops means you're probably going to get another doco. We're going to get a 24 on the network of Punk <laughs> coming back to backstage. We're going to get all that. I, I want to jump all in uh, with this. I mind the pun there. But... Uh... It's weird. I feel like for so many years I've been wanting John Cena to turn heel and I would order all the pay-per-views. God, maybe this is the pay-per-view where he turns heel. And, you know, I, I, I'm fully prepared to jump all in on this, but I feel like I'll be disappointed if I do. And I guess it's the inner mark in me that doesn't want to be uh, made to look like a mark. Yeah. Oh, here's the thing. I, I don't think necessarily this means he is going to wrestle. It means he'll probably show up and do commentary one day, or it means he might tip his toe in and, you know, give someone a go to sleep or something. And, you know, whether he comes back to wrestle in a year or two, he might, he might not. But it means, I feel like this means that, you know, you know, they all, as we've been discussing the video games, I'd put money that CM Punk will be on the cover of the next 2K game or he'll be a downloadable exclusive. You know, I think this is as close as we're going to get if he doesn't wrestle. All right, let's get our uh, inner wrestling fandom out here. Let's say this is the beginning of a relationship where he does come back part-time because I honestly can't see him come back full-time. And, I mean, would you really want to see CM Punk full-time? Not really. I think you want to keep him... He's 41 years old. He doesn't have to be back full-time. Absolutely. All right, so let's, uh, you know, our inner marked him or fandom... 
if he does come back in the ring, who do you, who does he face in his first match back? I think for the backstory they can tell, I know it's the match he didn't want and that's why he walked out. But I think the story with CM Punk and Triple H is the story to tell. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I... Uh, as I said, listening to the Sam Roberts podcast, he put, kind of put the kibosh on that, saying that, you know, it'd bring up, you know, what's in the past, all that sort of negativity, yada, yada, yada. But I completely agree. I think there's a real story there. And, yeah, I think when there's real story, there's real cash to be made. And I would love to see a Triple H CM Punk match. But uh, Sam did convert me to another uh, potential idea of a Roman Reigns CM Punk match. Oh, that's pretty great too. You know, Roman Reigns is a great wrestler, great performer. He's become a really well-rounded character. He's good at everything. I think Roman and Punk is big money. And, but I, and I think it's a similar story there because the promos are going to be, oh, you were the chosen one. They didn't want me. They wanted you. When I left, they pushed you. I, part of me thinks, well, why not just do it with Triple H because that way Triple H can take the loss, whereas Roman... But then again, I, I can't imagine Punk really caring losing to Roman, but, you know... There is that. I, I feel like it's a similar story. Just go full, full ball with it. Absolutely. I mean, there's also Seth Rollins there, but I don't, I mean, personally, I don't, wouldn't want to see that. I mean, I, I would love to see it regardless, but I mean, what even, uh, let's think even more outside the box. What about a Bray Wyatt CM Punk or The Fiend? Yeah, that's fun. That's fun because it's completely different and they've interacted in the past. I know Bray Wyatt hinted at that on social media. I think that's a better option than Seth Rollins. The only way the Rollins things works if if Rollins is the heel and Triple H is with Rollins backing him in that match, is that kind of fun? Someone has made the comparison that Seth Rollins is like corporately mandated CM Punk. <laughs> you know, he's like the safer version. He doesn't have, he only has like one tattoo. You know, he's more clean cut. He doesn't make a fuss, but he sort of fits that mold. Um, so something fun about that. It's, if Rollins is a heel, because Rollins as a face isn't working, and if Punk's back, you know the crowd's going to take him over Rollins. All right, so I'm going to put my money down either for a Triple H CM Punk or a Bray Wyatt as an outsider. What about yourself? If you if you had to put a bet on and uh, guess correctly, guess would you go with Triple H? Uh, I'm going to go with Triple H or slightly outside chance. What about best in the world versus best in the world? CM Punk versus Shane McMahon. Saudi Arabia, $50 million each. Get it over and done with. <laughs> oh, that sweet Saudi money. And have they continued their deal with them? Because, I mean, rumours flying around about this whole flight that was held yeah, for a day. Or... The press release after the flight um, schmozzle, and they said, we're, we're extending the deal till 2027. So even though Punk said he'd never do a Saudi show, he also said he'd never come back to wrestling in any fashion. So maybe he'll take that big payday. Oh, I'm looking forward to uh, dissecting this as the weeks go on. Obviously, we've seen Punk now featuring on the uh, WWE Backstage Show. We'll have to see where it goes from here. But uh, thank you very much, Simon, one half of the Wide World of Wrestling podcast and the Rocky Like a Hurricanrana. What have you guys uh, got coming up? Uh, well, we haven't put it out. We've been holding it off. Uh, we might do it to sort of promote Survivor Series, but we had a great chat with Bailey when she was here a few weeks ago for the uh, WWE Live Tour. It was a fun chat. We'll, um, yeah, that'll be online in a week or so, I reckon. Within the next week, we'll just drop it on Twitter. So follow us, Wide World of Wrestling. You can find us Twitter and Facebook. Absolutely. Make sure you check out that stuff. And also, speaking of Survivor Series, actually, it's actually in Chicago. So could we possibly see CM Punk there? Oh, I'm 
I'm sure that's just a big coincidence that this was the pay-per-view lead-up he decided to come back at. Simon, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, mate. This is Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, and here's Cult of Personality, it's Living Colour. Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, and friend of the show, Adam Masters, has very kindly given us the audio from his interviews with Buddy Murphy, the Iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and former WWE champion Kofi Kingston. They were in the country last month, all part of the WWE SmackDown tour. And we'll kick it off with Buddy Murphy, the Australian, the best-kept secret in wrestling, and we'll find out what game Buddy Murphy is addicted to. Here it is. All right, Buddy, well, uh, welcome back to Australia. You've just been drafted to Raw. Um, it's, it's long been seen as the pioneer show in WWE. Um, I'm guessing you're no longer the best-kept secret when you're really going to be a starring role in probably the, uh, the biggest brand in, in WWE. Yeah, hopefully. You know, I started in NXT uh, six years ago, kind of fought my way through the ranks, went through 205 Live, became the face of 205 Live, the Cruiserweight Champion, uh, which I won here, uh, you know, my hometown of Melbourne, Australia. And then uh, I got picked up by uh, SmackDown, in which, you know, it wasn't the, uh, the fairy tale which I thought it would be. Had some really good moments on SmackDown, but uh, just happened to be that uh, Raw is where I'm at now and looking forward to doing what I do best. That's still the show I'm making a name for myself. I was going to say, where to from here? Obviously, you, you mentioned Super Showdown. We spoke to you then. You just won the Cruiserweight title in your hometown. I'm guessing going back to picking up the championship and I guess hopefully holding that for as long as possible is the next, the next goal. For any championships, I want the whole world to know my name, and uh, and I want to represent Australia. I want I want people to uh, to watch Raw and be excited to watch me, um, and I want Australians to be excited. And I want Australians to to think of me and, and and picture my face when they think WWE. Raw is my platform to do that now, and then we'll look at some championships, and from there we'll. We'll make, make more of a history and uh, create a legacy. You took the weight cut to get down to the Cruiserweight division to really kind of carve out your own space there, and I dare say you have done that. You also mentioned that the Cruiserweight division was really lifting its game and becoming a, a, a very large feature of WWE programming. Where do you see the division sitting now, and I guess where do you see it going in the next year or two from here? Uh, that's a tough question. I made it my mission to put 205 Live on the map and I always wanted to go to the Cruiserweight division because it's more my style in which I was told no several times but eventually I just kind of you know put my foot down I made the weight cut myself I didn't give them any other reasons to say no you know and, and I was the face of that company and I, I pride myself in being the face of the company and then getting the 205 Live guys on pay-per-views and representing that title on pay-per-views was a big step for us um, now uh, the, the business is kind of going, doing a, a revolutionary spin kind of, it's, it's, it's a strange, strange thing. Like now, now NXT is like a main roster brand there on the USA Network in America. So now 205 is kind of branching into the NXT world, so they're kind of joining. So I don't know where the future goes because if you asked me a year ago about NXT being on the USA Network, I wouldn't have known about that. So maybe 205 might get picked up by itself. I, it's so... This whole world that we're in is just uh, is crazy. It will change like the snap of your fingers. So all the guys on 205 are the hardest workers than anyone I've ever worked with. Uh, they help bring my A-game. 
but where where two or five lives going to go is undecided. I don't know. I don't think they know. It's just you know you got all those awesome guys, so I'm sure they're going to be fine when it comes to the end of the day. It's an exciting period in the industry, and there seems to be more wrestling available to audiences worldwide, high level, high quality wrestling than perhaps perhaps ever before. Um, AEW is the other brand that is out there making waves. Um, have you seen any of their content? Do you keep in touch with what they're doing and what some of their guys are trying to achieve over there? Uh, I don't really actually watch wrestling at all, so the answer that's no. Um, like, I don't watch NXT, I don't watch uh, AEW or anything like that, so pretty much my mentality and how I've lasted so long, I'm going to say, is that works work and then once I home I kind of shut that off and, and have me time I'm a very uh, private person I like to just sit upstairs play video games and watch movies so what are you playing at the moment I don't really want to say but I'll say it anyway I play Fortnite I'm hooked on it um, <laughs> and I know what people are going to say but yeah I'm hooked on it man and it's it, Fortnite's a drug it's very addictive so I'm embarrassed to say it but at the same time it's I can't be that embarrassed because I play it 12 hours a day. So, Are you going to be playing WWE 2K20? I'll be playing as myself in WWE 2K20. Fantastic. It's good to be back in the game. Do you see a day where the Cruiserweights or the Cruiserweight-level talent could potentially main event a superstar event where you're not relying on those outside names. I mean, we saw the women's um, triple threat headline WrestleMania. That was kind of breaking through ground of what traditionally would be considered a WrestleMania main event. Do you see the Cruiserweights having that spot where you don't have to rely on outside talent to come in and do that Absolutely. Sort of thing? Absolutely. And uh, I'll use me as an example. Last time we were in, uh, in Australia for the Super Showdown in Melbourne, who was everyone talking about? They're talking about me and Cedric Alexander. Uh, you know, we had Triple H uh, on the card. We had The Undertaker, The Shield return. Like, but they were all talking about Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. So to answer your question, we've already done it. Absolutely. Um, now, just quickly on Melbourne, you're a former PCW, MCW alumni. Um, I know you said you don't really watch wrestling outside of going into work and that sort of thing, but do you keep in touch with anyone back here on the local scene? Is there anyone that you know of or could see potentially going up to the WWE, going to the Performance Center, obviously apart from Daniel. Daniel's doing great there already, but is there anyone locally that you're aware of that could make waves? Uh, one of my best mates is Adam Brooks, who works down at Melbourne City Wrestling, and uh, Slex, who's also at Melbourne City Wrestling. Like I said, like this whole world that we're in, it evolves so quickly, so to say that they won't or they will, you, you can't really think. I could see uh, an average Joe on the street and he might have something to offer that no one else has to offer and that, you know, there it is. He's got it, you know? But I would like to see, I think, Slex and Adam Brooks are two of the best wrestlers, you know, in, in the country. So uh, I don't see why they couldn't get to, to the Performance Center and uh, NXT and, and hone their skills even more. So, you know, fingers crossed for them. They've got to keep working hard and... Don't take no as an answer like I did. Well, buddy, congratulations on all your success so far. I think we look forward to seeing you in action, WWE Live in Australia, and I guess um, continued success well into the future. So all the best for the future. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Aussie WWE superstar Buddy Murphy talking to our very own Adam Masters there. And on the other side of this break, Adam's interview with the Iconics and former WWE champion Kofi Kingston. Wrestling Source. Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. 
Friend of the show, Adam Masters, was lucky enough to catch up with some of the WWE superstars as part of the WWE SmackDown tour, which happened last month. And here he is catching up with some more Aussies. It's the Iconics, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, welcome back to Australia. Welcome back to your hometown of Sydney. Thank you. How are you guys feeling being back down under? We're so excited. We're so happy right now. Just being in the city is like bringing back so many memories and it just feels really good to be here. Have you have you had a chance to ring family or friends or speak to them? I know you guys only just landed this morning. You're straight into the media junket. Well, Peyton landed this morning. I actually landed yesterday and I surprised my mum and dad. So that was very emotional. I spent the day with them. Um, so I got a, a little bit of family time in. Um, but, yeah, Peyton just flew 17 hours, uh, get off the plane, get to the hotel, have a shower, put on some lashes, and then go a bit of media for the whole day. So I uh, packed day, but, I mean, when you're home in Sydney, the adrenaline's uh, rushing. Absolutely. And I guess uh, just looking uh, at the past year that you guys have had, you were a major, major feature of the Super Showdown last year. Um, and you also had a really touching moment after the show, I believe, where um, there was a video on WWE.com where you were getting quite emotional about your family being there in, yeah. in, in attendance. Are they going to be there tonight? Are they going to be attending yes. the, the big event? Yes. Uh, both of our families are coming. We have like, what, 30 people between us coming. Um, so we're very excited for them to be there. It's always exciting uh, when we come home and we can see our families in the crowd. And uh, We used to be sitting with them when WWE would come to town and we would be sitting there watching our favourite superstars. So it's very surreal to be able to be the ones that they are watching now. How would you describe your career progression? I was there at the NXT show when you guys came out and did the tour out at Homebush. Um, how would you describe your progression and I guess where you're standing now compared to where you were just a couple of years ago? Um, I would say the progression is up. Uh, it's been going up, 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 up since uh, NXT. And uh, we're really proud of that. And we're very grateful and fortunate. Um, after the NXT tour in Australia, you know, we spent a little bit more time in NXT than debuted on the main roster, SmackDown Live, SmackDown after WrestleMania. Then had a year packed full of firsts for us. We had Super Showdown, first ever Evolution. Then the following year, uh, it was our first ever Royal Rumble together, Elimination Chamber, and then to top it off with WrestleMania. So it's kind of been like on a roller coaster, but it's keep, it keeps on going up. We haven't dropped yet. So uh, we're back here a year later, and it just uh, it feels great. And, and obviously being former women's tag team champions, um, I'm guessing that's the next goal is to get those belts back around the waist and then yes, go from there? Absolutely. We want to be the first ever two-time uh, women's tag team champions. Well, I think anybody who probably is doubting uh, you guys getting a win has got to be joking themselves, to be honest. Mate, you've got to be joking me you... if you think we're leaving Sydney without those titles. I, I was going to say, have, have either of you approached anyone at the WWE shop and decided, we really need to ramp up this merchandise run, you know? <laughs> Books, posters, T-shirts, cups. Has, has there been any conversations about a joking me line going on? There hasn't, but I'm not opposed to it. Um, I would love that. I think we have a lot of... I mean, if we wrote down all of our inside jokes and stuff that we laugh about on a daily basis, mate, we'd have merch flying out the wazoo. We'd have shirts, T-shirts, cups, sauces, bottles, hairbrushes, <laughs> toothbrushes, bags, backpacks, you know, a bit of everything. Phone cases even, toothpaste, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but that's a good idea. I'm going to write that down. Some of these backstage promos that you guys do go viral on WWE social <laughs> media. And one of my favourites was the one where you were backstage and there was a bit of an issue with entering the bathroom and then coming out of the bathroom oh, and yes, then a locked door one. or something uh-huh. like that. Do you have a favourite moment backstage with any of the, uh, any of the people who have gone to journalism? 
That one uh, is a standout. Um, they really caught us off guard with that. Every time we would try to leave, they would be right there, have uh, something in their back pocket to keep us. Um, they were just trying to embarrass us that day, weren't they? Shame on them. Uh, we got away, and um, that one is a memorable one. I do like to go back and watch ourselves because I do think we're funny. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I like to give myself a little chuckle. The women's division has come so far, and actually I was saying this to you guys last year, that I, I feel as if the women's division is equal to the men, if not better, in many, many ways. Um, how do you rate the division at this point? And I guess what do you make of the, the current champions, the Kabuki Warriors? Uh, first of all, I think the women's division is at the same level as the men's division. I think it's uh, very equal in WWE now, and that's from years of really pushing the women as superstars and putting them in the spotlight in the main event that they deserve and ultimately uh, thrive in as well. So it's very equal, and we'd love to be a part of that. Um, Kabuki Warriors are... They're a great team, I'll be honest. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, they're a great team. They work well together. They're champions for a reason. Um, We've wrestled them individually and tag teams, and they are a very strong team. Um, Are they better than the Iconics? That's a big fat no. Uh, So can we beat them? That's a big fat yes. We're just going to be on our game, ready to go. We have strategies in place. We call them the Sydney strategies because we are back home. Uh, but, yeah, tonight's going to be great. First ever two-time. This going to be so much fun. Now, I know you guys have obviously been drafted to Raw, but uh, the women's champion on SmackDown, Bailey, had a recent, uh, I guess, refresh of her personality. Um, and she was on Ms. TV a couple of days ago, and she described the women's division as lazy, lacking desire and passion. What do you say to those words? Uh, this change of attitude sure everyone changes their attitude every now and then but I'm, I'm about to smack some sense into her because the women that, that uh, we work with and that we work alongside man we work our butts off um, you know we can't all get opportunities every every Monday or Tuesday or Friday I'm sorry or pay-per-views or pay-per-views uh, you know she I saw one recently that said she you know she was on every pay-per-view this year and uh, consistency is key kids and mate I'm like if only it's not up to I would love to be on those pay-per-views I'm not there sitting in catering munching on my chicken breast wishing that that's where I was no okay love to be in the ring yeah yeah, thank you. <laughs> now, the other um, major competitor in the wrestling business at the moment is AEW, and Peyton, you obviously have a personal connection to that brand over there. I'm just wondering, what do you guys make of the women's division over there? Do you keep an eye to what their women are doing? They've just crowned their first women's champion. Um, there is some talent there. You know, what do you think of them? Have you kept an eye across what they're doing? I'll be honest, I know they recently crowned a, their champion. I'll be honest, I haven't seen many of their shows or matches. Um, I am a fan of Sean Spears, though. Uh, I have a personal I think a few people are. Yeah, ten out of ten uh, matches, I hear. I mean, he's great. You know, perfection, yeah. you might, one might say. Um, uh, Peyton, what do you Peyton, you're blushing a little bit uh, over yeah, there. Get, she gets red. Look at that ring, by the way, too, newlyweds. The, blinding That's base, bling. Right? That's bling right bling, there. Bling, bling. Um, but, yeah, we just we support uh, wrestling in general. Doesn't matter what company. Uh, we all just want to perform. And at the end of the day, everyone just wants to entertain. That's the main goal. That's what we're here for. Uh, so, yeah. No, you took the words out of my mouth, mate. Hit it. Nail on the head, as they say. That's, the tail on the that's what happens when you're soulmates. You know exactly what the other person's thinking. You say it beforehand. Yeah. 
Well, ladies, congratulations on all your success. Another great 12 months, and I uh, look forward to seeing you guys again back in Australia for the next tour and many more to come. Thank you, thank you so much. All the best. Wrestling Source Radio. Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963. And you can also find us on Spotify and now on iTunes Podcasts. That's where we put all the shows after they're done airing. And also, of course, all over the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you name it. And friend of the show, Adam Masters. He has kindly lent us his interviews with Buddy Murphy, the Iconics. And now it's time for his interview with former WWE champion Kofi Kingston. We've got to find out uh, Kofi's thoughts on CM Punk and uh, whether or not he'll come back to WWE. And how's he going to get himself back in the title picture after losing the title to Brock Lesnar? Kofi Kingston, thank you very much for joining me. How do you rate the Australian crowds when you come out on tours here? Oh, you guys are definitely up there. This is always this is uh, always one of my favorite places to come. Um, particularly uh, here in Sydney, when we leave, I remember like the parking lot is full of people just chanting. You know, a very um, a vivid memory, especially when this. I think this is like the first overseas tour that I had. It was either like uh, South America and then here, but like early in my career. I didn't realize like how big WWE was until you come out of the arena in Sydney and you see literally hundreds of people like just in the parking lot and chanting and doing all these Australian, you know, like chants and everything. It's just so cool to be overseas and experience that culture. And you guys are always so welcoming, too. So it's always a joy to come here. Well, that's great to hear. And, and there was a massive crowd, as we saw at the MCG last year for the Super Showdown. Yeah. Um, you've had a bit of a big year ever since then yeah, as well. Yeah, a little bit, you know, little be- bit. Become a WWE champion as well right. in that time. How do you rate your performance over the last 12 months since you were last year? Oh, geez, I normally don't rate my performances. I just go out there and uh, give it all I can and let the rating be to the people on social media. You don't and, give yourself uh, except, stars out of I, matches? Yeah, anymore. man, I just, um, you know, I hold myself to a very high standard, you know, so um, it's been an amazing year, uh, to say the least. It's just been wild, unpredictable, and when you think about it, um, and I walked by him on the way in here, but Ali, like, if he doesn't get hurt, none of this happens. So uh, the fact that, like, it, it's just very serendipitous, you know, um, and I was saying this in the last interview, like the, the being from Ghana, the president of Ghana declared this year as the year of return where members of the Ghanaian diaspora can come back to Ghana. He invites them to come back and, um, you know, get reacclimated with the uh, with the culture. And, and thus and uh, out of all the years for me to win the WWE championship, it happens to be on the year of the return. Like just unbelievable, you know, um, my kids getting in the ring and being able to uh, experience the reason that we make these sacrifices firsthand they get in the ring and it's 85,000 people and my oldest son is throwing shirts out into the crowd like he's done this before and it's just been an unreal year you know to do this with Woods and E we've worked so hard and we've been traveling together for like five years and this is what this is what we do it for you know and we've achieved that goal we all held the titles at one point you know uh, they had the tag team titles while I had the WWE title and we talked about that very moment for a, a very long time and the fact that it actually came true this year it's awesome, and this year isn't even over yet, you know? So 2019 has been, has been huge, to say the least. I was talking to Mark Henry a couple of weeks ago, and he spoke, how, he spoke very highly of um, your title reign and oh, I guess yeah. also your contribution to wrestling and what it meant to have uh, a man from a, a diverse background, a man of colour, holding that world championship because mm-hmm. it's something that you don't always see in wrestling and it seems to be something that is changing. Sure. Um, was that 
particularly special in that sense, knowing that you know you you basically represent a, a diverse background and you yeah. come from a place that um, typically back in the day wasn't the same mold. Of course, of course, to be uh, someone born in Africa, you know, uh, as a WWE superstar has always been an honor, and then obviously to be the WWE champion, the first African-born WWE champion, uh, it is awesome to be uh, that beacon of light, you know, that 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 guy that people can actually look to and say, hey, anything is possible because it actually happened as opposed to in theory anything being possible so um it's uh it's a true honor for people like me to to be able to look to myself um and and have that sense of hope but then also people in general anyone who has been through any kind of struggle my struggle was a a legitimate 11 year fight to get here it wasn't a storyline where someone told me on my the first day of my career that I would have to wait 11 years and then we're going to pull the trigger on you being the WWE champion. No, like they, it, it was an 11-year journey, you know, and so many people from all over the world, Sydney, South America, China, you know, Japan, Europe, all came on this journey with me and they've been fans for this long and we got to, uh, we got to give them what they want and uh, let them know that uh, their support mattered. You know, because without the demand of the fans, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here either. So it's awesome. It's been an awesome year. Like I said, being WWE champion was was amazing. Yeah, I just I I enjoy being somebody that everybody can look to as a, you know, just a a beacon of hope and a beacon of light and a, a source of motivation. Fantastic. Um, one of the you, you mentioned traveling up and down the road with uh, with Biggie uh, and uh, Xavier. Obviously, um, one of your former road buddies was CM Punk. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and Punk's been making the waves in the news a little bit lately. He said, you know, it would take a big bag of bag of money for him to come back and do anything with WWE. Do you okay. keep in touch with Punk regularly? I haven't talked to Punk in a very very long time, but um, you know, I've been watching him on like UFC and and stuff like that. Watching him go out there and achieve his dream. It's pretty cool to see. Would you like to see him team up with Fox for this WWE backstage style presentation? I think uh, I think a lot of people would. I think it's uh, I think yeah, he was in an interview and he acknowledged that he uh, had done one of them or something like this. So I think it's cool. You know, uh, people go on journeys their entire lives, and you know he's been on he's been on his. So uh, I, I would love to see his journey end with him being happy. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what if that involves WWE? Awesome. If not, that's cool too. Now, just one last question. Uh, looking ahead, the, the loss to. Brock Lesnar. Um, it was a quick one. Is that something you're looking to avenge? Something you'd like to kind of rewrite and get back in that title picture ASAP? Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, I mean, it didn't really sit well with me the way that it kind of came to an end. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, and while I am grateful that the run even happened, um, I would have. Uh, I know that I'm better than that. You know what I'm saying? So um, hopefully down the line I'll get the chance to show that. But who knows? I, I like I said, I have no idea what's happening even tomorrow let alone try to figure out like what's happening like way way down the line but my goal has always been to just be the best that i can possibly be and give it all that i can so um that's kind of where we're at so you know we'll uh, we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens with that well kofi congratulations on a fantastic year i look forward to seeing many more wwe title reigns in your future and i think right many on, fans man. will feel the same so awesome man yes yeah. i appreciate you man thanks a lot former wwe champion Kofi Kingston chatting with our very own Adam Masters there thank you so much for those interviews Adam love your work and that just about uh, wraps things up for another week of Wrestling Source Radio don't forget to check us out on Facebook Twitter Instagram you name it also on Spotify that's where we upload our shows and now on iTunes podcast make sure to rate and give us a review there talk to you next time (laughs) 